Welcome to Get Your Rocks Off with Mick Wall, the world's leading rock and metal writer. Each fortnight, Mick will unpack rock and roll stories. Stories that you probably won't find in print. So pour yourself a Jack and Coke and get ready to get your rocks off. Um, welcome to another edition of Get Your Rocks Off. My name is Dr. Goodhead. And I'm here today with a particularly controversial case study for you. This is the one that features the rock writer who refuses to believe that Queen, one of the greatest rock bands of all time, are actually a rock band. And he's here with me now. His name is John Houghton. Thank you, John, for coming on under what I believe are very difficult circumstances. It must be very hard for you as a rock critic who has, may I add, written extensively for rock magazines about the rock band Queen. For you to finally admit after all these years that in your darkest heart, you do not actually, in the actuality, consider them to be a rock band. Well, I do recall <laughs> the piece of work that you're, to which you're referring, which I believe was commissioned by a, a man, a man named Mick Wall. A legendary figure uh, in his in, field. In his field, who was editing a magazine called Classic Rock. So, I mean, you can tell what sort of thing's going to be in it. It's like, Queen, it was a magazine. Sort of was, yeah, it was Queen. a magazine. A bit like, if you pick up a magazine called Gardener's World. You don't expect you know, to see you, Queen. You don't, well, you might see Queen. You might see. Well, John Deacon might, these days probably spent out, a lot of time in the <laughs> yeah, garden. in the garden. I went to Roger Taylor's garden. I'll tell well, we're going to get this. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. Did we're you say to, to Roger, that. by the way, Roger, you ain't rock. I said, well, well, I, just, I just met this. I walked into his garden. Oh, no. Well, oh, I, walk, so I walk into oh, his. Yeah, I'm no, going to interview. I'm going to interview. I'm going to interview Roger Taylor. And it's about Queen 2. So it's about when Queen were good. You know, someone said to me, do you want to do a piece about when Queen were good? It's like a really long time ago before you were born. I said, yeah, well, I'll do that. It's the album's called Queen 2. It was their second album. When they, when they didn't, you know, decide to do stupid album titles, it's just like, your album's just like Led Zeppelin 1, Led Zeppelin 2, Led Zeppelin 3. Proper stuff. Led Zeppelin, you know, that's it. That's how you did it. But so Until they Queen got to one, Houses of the Holy. Queen 1, Queen... Yeah, well, they, I mean, how many, you know... It's probably Bonzo named it. What do you want to call the albums, Bonzo? One, two, three, four. <laughs> What's the next one? I don't know. I mean, a drummer. No drummer ever goes above four, no, do they? No, they, they? In fact, if they'd stopped at the fourth album... They'd have been fine. Well, anyway. to, these days, they'd still be legendary, I mean, as opposed to the obscure, you know... The, the good, let me tell you the good thing about interviewing Roger Taylor was he didn't live very far away from me. <laughs> so it didn't take a lot of time out of my day. Well, you, yeah. you know, you, you're out in the, in the millionaire's belt. It, that's on, where I, yeah. You and Roger. I think you, when you say not very far, I, do you mean he was like 10-mile drive yeah, yeah, in, a, yeah. in a tractor away? <laughs> no, what I mean is, 
I mean, yeah, you say millionaire's drive. You know, he very much was, I would say, suggest, having seen the house that he was living in, quite spectacular. Just, but if you know Guildford, it was near Guildford. I, yeah. I, I won't give away the exact location, obviously. That no, don't, rude. because you can't have, remember it, let's be well, fair. No, I have subsequently driven past it, oh, right? Every really? time I drive past it, I think, oh, Roger Taylor lives there. And I wish I could I stop thinking once. it. I wish I could stop thinking it. It had a gate and all the rest of it, you know. So it I could pull, a up, gate. pull up to the gate. It had a gate. Gate. It had a, a bit gate. Like, a bit like your place. Fucking not hell, not yeah. not like your place. Just got an electric barrier. You no. Know, well, to that's keep the, the, the I don't know. Right. I don't even know who does your barriers keep out. Who's well, the, you. Yeah. yeah. Me. <laughs> anybody that would anybody that is ill-informed enough to think they can just swing by yeah oh yeah people who drop in i hate that you get, oh yeah, yeah. oh I, I just come I, round yeah no. i just yeah. come round. Yeah, no, no. I'd see that fucking barrier yeah that, that's as far actually, as actually i'm you... completely with you on that yeah, yeah. i just Everybody thought i'd pop a... round shall i drop it in no no don't no. don't drop it in oh i'm in the area no yeah yeah oh, no. Are you? Oh, leave the Keep area going leave yeah. <laughs> that's very much what roger taylor said when i turned up at his gate yeah but he'd agreed to do this interview so in I go and park the car, you know, and walking up the extensive, as you would imagine, driveway, landscape grounds, all very nice. You know. Like my place. Like, yeah, like your cafe. <laughs> Past the abandoned shopping trolleys and the car tyres. And the you know, excess the, of The car tyre fire is burning rather nicely today. <laughs> out of the it's, to me, that's a constant. Well, yeah. Ever since the start of COVID, I've been burning a tyre out there for the day, for the day we can all yeah. go back to normal. Back to normal, yeah. Yeah, yeah like yeah, that's going to yeah. happen. But anyway, so, please and, carry and, on, yeah. Oh, this sort of very uh, glamorous woman came walking down out of one of these buildings, you know. It wasn't Brian from a distance. Because he's very, I mean, or, from a distance or, with the hair. Very he's elegant. identical to his wife. From a distance, Brian May, isn't he? Brian and Anissa. You don't, until they get closer towards you, unless you see the clogs, you don't know which one's which. Well, you can hear the clogs. Especially without my glasses. Oh, there you go. There you go. But so anyway, anyway, please carry on. So this, this is fascinating. This, this, yeah, it's a fascinating story. <laughs> yes, well, what was it that guy? What was it that you were just telling me before we came on? What was it that guy said to you? Great story about Aussie. Even better the second time you did it. <laughs> Yes, but actually, let, you know what? Before we begin, who was that guy? Before we, before Name we, and shame that before guy. Before we nail you to your own petard um, about this highly controversial view of one of the greatest rock bands that ever existed, Queen. Um, let me let's do a bit of catch up. So we've got a okay. bit of, a bit of uh, that. First to say, uh, Coco the Metal Pug. Um, isn't with us this week. He hasn't been with us for the last couple of weeks, mainly mm. because he belongs to my one of my daughters, and she likes to keep him close yeah. when she's in <laughs> the building. And she's been in the building while the schools have all been closed. closed. But they're reopening. So as uh, of as of next week, re-opened. Coco fans. Coco's back. Coco's back. And he's snorting. Yeah. Snort whiskey. Drink cocaine. <laughs> As Pat Travers memorably sang it yeah. on an album that no one remembers. But I don't remember I ha- it. Well, I happened to be Barely. the publicist on that album. <laughs> it was called Crash and Burn. Yeah. And do you know, his co-manager on that was One Doc McGee. Really? The album came out in like 1980. And he had two managers, an English one, David Hemmings, and an American one, Doc McGee. And I, I, I never met Doc. 
But years later, when I did get to know Doc, it was like, oh, you pet trouble, you pet trouble, you pet trouble, you pet Snorting whiskey and drinking cocaine. Like that. Just exactly like that. I can't believe it wasn't a hit. Tommy Aldridge on drums, yeah, Tommy Average. Tommy Average, yeah. Um, and Pat Thrall on the lead guitar. Oh, he was very good, Pat Thrall, wasn't he? That yeah. was a good album. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, back to uh, Queen. Oh, no, we're going to do well, some housekeeping. Yeah, go on, go on. Well, first of all, to say thank you to all those people that took the picture of Coco we stuck on the Twitter yeah. feed. <laughs> and placed him yeah. a bit like Zelig. He yeah. started turning up all over the place. He was on. He was with Zeppelin on their private plane. Mm. The because he's rock. He's Coco the metal. Yeah, punk. he is. He, the, I love the picture of him at the Rainbow with Guns and Roses. <laughs> that was fantastic. I wish we were all there now. <laughs> with Coco. With Coco, yeah. In his skull. Yeah, little kerchief. skull. Yeah. And also, he was um, uh, he was on stage with Jimi Hendrix at Woodstock. <laughs> I particularly enjoyed that because he was playing guitar yeah. in that picture. <laughs> and then he was on the um, on the bed with John and Yoko when they did the bedding. Yeah, but they're not rock, so I don't, I don't accept that. <laughs> well, Coco was on the bed. Yeah, Coco was there, but Coco was probably under sufferance. <laughs> and many others. Anyway, they were brilliant. And if you want to do any more, that would do be great. A, yeah, but don't do not rock ones. No, no, do one of him with Queen, obviously, because yeah. they're, they're one of the great rock bands. <laughs> Uh, and and what you were saying, I can't remember the bloke's name, but someone, some cheeky person, yeah, um, in a very complimentary manner, it has to be said. But it was like a shit sandwich. It was like you're really good, you're really good. You did the Aussie story before, but you're really, really good. What I call a shit sandwich. Yeah, yeah. I used to give them out uh, when you were a manager of uh, not of bands. I mean, of people, of staff. When you had staff at yes. magazines, oh yeah, and you you had to reprimand them. Absolutely, you would always use the shit sandwich technique. It was a. I love a, your stuff. This is shit. I'm not running it. But I love it's a great piece. Yeah, that, you, you know who was really good at that was Dave Everly on classic rock. Oh right. Did he never do that to you? No, he never. Would, he wouldn't dare. Ah, everything I ever did for him, I'd do a ten thousand word story. <laughs> and yeah, he's, and we all know what you know, <laughs> they just. Repurposed, as they say. And he'd and send Evelyn... me an email back that was longer than the fucking story. Yeah. And the first third would be, what a great story it is. Yeah. And then there'd be just a couple, it won't take you any time. Who get does it... he think he is? He'd go, get it out of your day. Get it off yeah. your desk. It's just a few things. And you go, okay, you scroll down. Keep going. Yeah, keep yeah. Going, keep, keep going. going. Oh, okay. Yeah. In fairness, All those story... bits you put in last time, can you take those out? <laughs> The bits where you describe your breakfast. Yeah. Any chance? Yeah. Any chance? Yeah. But uh, yeah. anyway, we're we're somewhat off message. Yeah, I yeah, well, we are. You. But yeah, but you, yeah, you were you were wrapped across the knuckles for oh. repurposing a story by, by a regular listener. Please send in your name again. It's John's fault. We lost it. Um, <laughs> and I have one. I have one from my own girlfriend who said, "Yeah, you do interrupt Nick too much, and you interrupt me." <laughs> you see now that, that yeah. to me sounds like a healthy relationship so I, yeah, because I, I told her to stop listening oh. she doesn't like rock music she probably likes queen she doesn't like <laughs> rock music yeah but she's there to be converted isn't she <laughs> i mean anyway i've go, tried do any oh, girls don't girls don't really like that rock music though. no you, they don't you, you they were don't. saying before we came on air <laughs> 
I was, I was not disagreeing. That. I was definitely not saying that. Yeah. But now, anyway, lots of girls do. Just, <laughs> you were saying before sorry, we came on air. Sorry, listeners. Anyway, let's get back to Roger Taylor. No, well, no, no, no. Hang on, hang on. This bloke was saying that uh, I told the story. Oh, of, don't of, tell it again. No, I mean, you've tell already it told it twice. But, well, wait till you get to the fifth time. Yeah. <laughs> About ten pods from now, we'll be doing that one You're again. Doing that one again, yeah, that's it's true. It's called The Greatest Hits yeah, Tour. But don't tell them what one it is. Let's no, just wait no. for it to crop See back up again. See get, if they can see spot it. See if they're it. paying attention. It's like, where's Wally? That's right. Where's Mickey? Where's Mickey's story yeah. that you've heard before? Yeah. Oh, and by the way, while we're doing housekeeping, I, by the way, I hate those fucking podcasts that take up the, the first 20 minutes is them going, oh, and we're brought to you by the makers <laughs> yeah. of my asshole yeah. and my my machine is metal and you, you know, fuck off we don't yeah. give a fuck do we no we're straight to the point if anyone does ever sponsor us we will we'll read your messages out in that precise tone that he's just used right at the fucking so unless, end so unless you want that unless you want that don't bother yeah, sponsoring yeah, us that, yeah that's sponsor, my, yeah sponsor Any, someone else yeah. loads of other yeah. podcasts yeah. Yeah. And they're probably better than this. Yeah. I don't know. I don't listen to them. They probably no, are. No one listens to them. No. You know, I mean, any sponsors listening to this right now, just remember, you know, it John, ain't gonna John help doesn't you. want your money. I mean, you know, I don't have it. I'll, I'll, I'll have the money, <laughs> but it won't help you. Coming on this show won't help you, if that's what you think. Well, unless you are rock with a capital exactly, R. Exactly, which Queen Which are. brings us back to Queen, yeah. who are one of the original who were rock with a capital, capital R. Like, yeah. Oh, so, okay, so you're saying they so, were... So, no, anyway, so look, I went to... So I go to Roger Taylor's house, Oh, yeah, let's house, go back right? to this so I'm at Roger, I'm at Roger, interesting I'm at Roger, story. I'm at Roger Taylor's gaff, right? I've got a Roger Taylor gaff we, story as right, well. Right, okay, so this incredibly glamorous woman comes walking to me. I think, oh, this is his assistant, you know. You know oh, great. And she, oh, would you like a cup of tea, you know, to take you up to the studio, which was this sort of beautiful um, separate building, obviously. Oh, obviously, you know? yeah. It was like one of those... Um, Probably a drive in a golf cart. Well, yeah, well, it, it was... I can't remember. It wasn't that far, but, I mean, it wasn't the main house. But if, if someone had said to you, I'm giving you this place as your house, you know, you're high, <laughs> you'd go, oh, great, thanks. Because it was like one of those... I mean, I suppose you'd say... Uh, like, you know those Swedish houses that are made of wood, but they're beautiful, like a chalet or something? Oh, those flat-packed IKEA yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I don't think Roger spends a lot of time at IKEA, personally. You just need a spanner. Yeah, you just That's yeah. it. A spanner yeah. and a screwdriver, instructions well, whoever, in whoever Swedish, done next thing yeah. you've got a mansion studio. Ma- yeah, beautiful mansion studio, and it had eaves, and it was one, and, we were, you know, she took me up You mean there. like a log cabin? Yeah, yeah, yeah sort of, but more but pine. But nicer than pine. a log cabin. Yeah, but with kind of swooping beams and lots of light coming in. and yeah, Big you, windows. Yeah, yeah, you go up to the studio, the studio itself, which was on like a sort of mezzanine level. Beautiful, you know, just lovely sofas and light streaming in and a control. You just thought, yeah, this is, this is, you know, this is the kind of way you would imagine someone who's been in a, an incredibly successful band rock for band. 40 years. An incredibly successful rock band. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because Roger's, to me, Roger's one of the rock elements of Roger Queen. is a rock star. Yeah, Roger absolutely Taylor is, a rock star. Well, if you look in the dictionary of rock yeah. right now and you look under rock star... Yeah. You will find a picture of Roger Taylor, circa, well, whenever you like. Yeah. He's, 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 look at him today. Yeah. Amazing. Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. So did you feel in this environment, you thought, this is, I, felt, I, I could I be creative. I felt very at home. Did you feel a song very coming on? And the, the, the woman I thought was his assistant brings me a lovely drink, and she was incredibly... Champagne? Uh, yeah, no, no. Brandy? 
it was very early in the morning because again I was operating on the principle let's get this one out of the way you know let's get back uh, in time for lunch yeah, yeah, that was exactly. always your guiding like, yeah, principle yeah. let's yeah. be fair <laughs> Oh, is it Very five true. to four five to already? Five. Anyway, last question, Rog. <laughs> That's a final question. I always like to put that one in, just so they know it's the last it's question. finished, yeah. That it's finishing. We're not interested in carrying on after this and question. And then if they, if they extend the anecdote or the story, you kind of, I did say, yeah. you watch it, the, I said fucking fine. The ultimate one is the, the uh, I pretend the battery's gone in the recorder. <laughs> okay. See, oh, I, sorry, the recorder's stopped. I, I've done that, except... Mm. I wasn't pretending. No, no, no. It's and bad when it really happened. And I didn't yeah. notice till the next <laughs> yeah, day. Yeah, yeah. that's annoying. Then, yeah. then you just have to make it up. Oh, no. No, no, no. 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 I think he, what I think he said was... No, you see, I have a photographic he, memory. <laughs> yeah. I really yeah. do. But it's no, that doesn't involve words of any No, kind. sadly no, no words. No, just, just, you can just, remember what it looked like. Eh, yeah. Depending yeah. on I've got my glasses on, yeah. you know. But anyway, after much kind oh, of... Oh, yeah, yes, sorry. Well, yes, Rog comes in and he's yeah. got his leather trousers on and all the rest of it. He does look like a rock star, even though it's quite early in the morning. He, he gives probably the, hadn't been to bed. Well, he gives the assistant... Hadn't been to bed. He gives the assistant a big kiss and I thought, oh, maybe, you know, it's one what, of those... tongues? Yeah, well, I don't know, it was like... But it turns out it was his wife anyway and <gasps> she'd been waiting hand and foot on me and waiting for Rog to come over and all the rest of it. So he's, did say he's wife, it. right? Yeah. Well, that's, the, that's the gig, isn't it? Rock what? star wife. Kettle on, what, what, Polly, looking after anyone who turns on, up at the Polly, gate. Pretty so much, I think to, that is pretty much yeah. a rock star wife gig. <laughs> what else do they do apart from go shopping? I don't know. I think you're you're diminishing a human being down to I'm the level of repeating your cliche. own words to me Le- before cliche. we came on air. <laughs> oh dear! Oh dear! <laughs> but anyway, Roger was very good on Queen Two, and it was obviously Queen Two's great album. You know, that was when they were rock. March of the Black Queen was on that. You know, yeah, it, that was the album that had the white side and the black side. Yeah, rubbish. Oh, okay. Well, you like, <laughs> I'm going slightly mad. That was your favourite you said. Bicycle. Well, there was nothing wrong with that slightly avant-garde thing, was there? I didn't mind that. I mean, up to, I, I was a Queen fan up to Live Killers. Let's get that straight. Live Killers is a great well, record. And they break up like the following year or something. Oh, please. This is going to be a very short <laughs> podcast. If you oh, think Queen, he's, he's if you think he's Queen turning. broke up in like 1980 or whenever it was that came out, 85, 85, Live Aid. Yes, because nothing happened to Queen at Live Aid. <laughs> I can't even remember if they were there. Well, okay, I, I take your point, and uh, I may have, I may have miscued the actuality. Yes. Um, uh, okay, I guess my point but is, no, oh, well, uh, no, no, up to 1985. That's pretty much. How many albums no, they do no, after no, that? No, no, two? Look, look, I'm, I'm saying Queen 1, Queen 2, Day at the Races, Night at the Opera, News of the World. Sheer Heart Attack. Sheer Heart Attack and the live album. That's as far as I went. And there's millions, hot there's like millions of albums after mm. that. Once mm. they got to mm. jazz, I think I jazz know. was the turning point, wasn't it? Well, the, the key was in the title, wasn't it? Jazz. Well, I mean, they'd name, I mean, Night at the Opera and Day at the Races are telling you that they're not sort of straightforward rock band. They're named after, you know, they were... were they Marx Brothers. Marx Brothers films. That's what I was going to say, Three Stooges, but it was Marx Brothers. And the next album was going to be called Duck Soup. Oh, okay. And Groucho Marx objected and said, actually, we're making a comeback with a, with a, <laughs> with a new movie called Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> good old Groucho. Fantastic, it, it would have been very good. 
Yeah. yeah. Now, I guess my point is, is, is <clears throat> if you consider them a rock band up to the mid-80s, well, then they're a rock band. I mean, that's about 15 years, and they only had about, what, five or six years left before Freddie sadly passed Yes, off. that's true. Yeah, I mean, that is, that is true. And they've done, and I suppose that what I was saying about them, the, the avant-garde nature, which you would say was in Bohemian Rhapsody as well as Bicycle Race and, um, you know, a lot of those sort of slight, I mean, even Killer Queen, a lot of those slightly offbeat uh, rock songs they did, and they were great. They were, you know, almost tied into being progressive at one point. Oh, no, listen, all kidding aside, I completely agree with you. And those first two albums, I did own them as a young mm. rock album-buying fanatic. Yeah. And absolutely, they were they were progressive. In the, because these days, if you say progressive rock, people think of Widley keyboards yeah, and, yeah. and a kind of neoclassical or, or, or faux classical. But in the early 70s, progressive really was just another name for experimental or, you know, we do, our, our focus is albums and not yeah. singles. We're not yeah. about a pop exactly. hit. Exactly. We're yeah. about art, yeah. mate. Yeah, or a black side and a white side to the album. Yeah. That's like, yeah. you know, That's darker. like chess. Yin and yang. Sun, moon. Yeah, exactly. It's all those things. Light, it's, dark. it's like a magpie. Man, woman. Magpie. <laughs> <laughs> do you say magma? Magpie. Oh, I thought you said... No, magma. Why would I say magma? I don't know. That would make I, mean, I was no questioning sense. your sanity, that but that's no. not unusual. So anyway, up to that point, I mean, yes, and, and live killers, live killers. Mm. Brian May, for everything, you know, everyone says about Brian May, and it's part of, I suppose, have, having had a very long career in that if you, if you are the sort of Jimi Hendrix type who leaves us young, you know, you sort of... You don't ever get to that period where you make a couple of dodgy records or you're slightly uninspired for a while or whatever. You know, I'm not saying that happened to Brian May, but but Brian May's been around for a very long time. On Live Killers, yeah, he was the shit hot, heavy rock guitar player. Absolutely. And this was, this was, I think, in the Axel slash plant page... Eddie Roth, yeah, Prism. Yeah. This was the same thing. These guys were opposites, um, and when it worked, it was spectacular. But of course, being opposites, when it doesn't work, it, it becomes horrible. Um, but w- what I was trying to say before someone interrupted me was, <sighs> oh, I think, sound like I think, girlfriend. I think. Um, the reason we're still talking about Queen, and I think the same reason applies to Zeppelin and Metallica and Guns N' Roses, is that they they did try and be more than just a rock band. So um, I think they were a titanic rock band, and Brian May, that was his whole deal. I mean, by the time you go to, the, you know, when Paul Rogers is in the, in the group and they do that album, The Cosmos Rocks, at this point... Queen is about as far from the Freddy years as possible. It is about Brian very much being kind of the musical director. And yeah. Brian, multi-talented, I mean, would also do ballads. And, but basically, let me fucking rock. Yeah. Where Freddy, yeah. Freddy, I mean, I get the feeling if, if, if Freddy was starting out now... He wouldn't be in a group like Queen. He'd be in, uh, I'm trying to think of a contemporary idea but you know he 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 he, he, i think rock was the modern cutting edge that's where all the really talented musical artists gravitated towards in the early 70s 
And I think wherever they gravitate to now, I don't know, but but that's where Freddie would have been. Whereas I think if Brian was starting out now, he'd still be rock. He would, yeah, he'd still be the rock man because he, you know. But that's you're, you're right. I think Freddie Killer kind Queen, of, yeah, Bohemian Rhapsody. Freddie had that sort of. I mean, again, uh, I don't know how good an analogy this is because I don't know enough really about it. But um, in the same way that Elton John had that very. Good point. You know, stadium rock side to him. And by that, I don't mean that in a pejorative sense. He, you know, he was just a, yeah, he just was a, great, a great, great rock, rock band, show. great rock show, very flamboyant. It was about the show as well as about the music. That was Freddie in many ways. You know, those they, even those Queen gigs that are around now, I think they started recording about around the time they did Live Killers, when they did those Hammersmith Odeon shows, when they were probably at their peak as a rock band. They also started filming the shows, which was maybe quite unusual for the time. I mean, it's what, 74, 75, something like that. It's not as if, not like now where you go, yeah, we record every show and if you want to buy well, a copy well, of you it, look at buy the video. The they, they, they were always ahead of the curve. Ahead of the curve on the video and recording those shows. And you see Freddie in those shows. Mm. You know, he's and he's an incredibly interesting figure, all joking aside, because, you know, not only is he the first sort of really big gay rock star in, in a very macho environment, he's, you know, he's the first from the Indian subcontinent to be a rock star. People and didn't it, know that, no, did they? No, they did Well, I think he, he sort of made play on it, didn't he? You know, some, yeah, I, I, a, a kind you, of until exotic... Until you wrote that story in 2001... I was the editor at Classic Rock and I, I wanted to get a story. With it. He, he, he I came waving this check. There's one man to do this. Yeah. And it was... And he you rang him. He, yeah. Oh! So, hey! Yes! <laughs> um, oh, I forgot what I was going to say. Where, well, he we? was the first... I mean, you know... Oh, oh until I read that story, I didn't know he South was from for, the... Uh, where was he from? Tanzania? No. Um, Zanzibar. Zanzibar, yeah. that was it. Yeah, yeah, but with Indian heritage, you know, Indian heritage. I mean, yeah. once you know that, um, it's kind of like, it all, it's, you go, yeah. oh, well, obviously. And then you think, I well, hang on. That. Yeah, but you imagine the, you know, the, the, the courage, both physical and moral, it took in the 1970s. Oh, God, You know, yeah. because you imagine what that was like, you know, in the, in the 70s, the National Front, the, you know, all of that kind of thing going on. Plus the fact he's, you know, he's not out gay. But he's in. I mean, he's not, not wearing. Initially. You know, he's wearing. He's down Kensington Market where he had the clothes store. store. With Roger. Yeah, yeah, and he's wearing all the garb. You know, so really, I mean, you know, he's putting it on the line there, and to have done that, I think, you know, and and to have pulled it off in the manner that he did, so spectacularly see, well, I, I, and with such authenticity, you know. I just assume Mercury was a, a North of England. Though. Yeah, yeah, that's what you thought. Yeah, yeah. He's related to that, you know. Now, his real name was Bulsara. That's right. Frederick Bulsara. Yeah. Well, thank you very much. Thank you very much, Dr. Rock. <laughs> now, if you'll allow me anything to get else back you to my Google. Know. If anything else you want to know, do write in. <laughs> <laughs> right, so, so okay, let me lay it down for you. I yeah. remember, because I am a tiny bit older than you, just a touch. Just a touch. We, the great divide has happened. The great divide in modern society. He's had a COVID injection and I haven't. No, no, I, I haven't had yeah. my injection. When will they vaccinate the over 35s, John? When's it happening? I don't know. It is part, I think we'll be there, won't we? Yeah, I think the uh, maybe, maybe when the car fire is finally extinguished outside. <laughs> um, to me, the minute Queen... Uh, transcend being 
just a rock band. I mean, that sounds pejorative. I, there's no such thing as just mm. a rock band. No. They were a great rock band, and they would have been just... They would have been... They would have been just fine had they kept going. Well, they would have been... They would have been... Uh, yeah, they'd have been fine. But I don't think they would have been immortal. And I think the first step on that path was... Uh, is, is that your phone making <laughs> that? That is your phone making that really annoying noise, isn't it? Could you I've possibly it to, take it and play it? Have you set it to annoy I've, I've, I've set it, it to... Yeah, every time he mentions a sort of serious point about Queen, I've set it to... <laughs> interrupt um, me. Yeah, I've is set it to... Is this your interrupting app? It, I don't need an app. No, fucking I'd, telling me I've you I've just don't. turned... I've, yeah, yeah. I've just turned Listen, it... Oh, hang on, I didn't... Message him and let him know. Let no, him know now. I just, I just don't want him to get too serious about Queen because I think you're right. I think no, we no, could, no, I think no, we could no, debate... No, look, I think we could no, debate no, no, endlessly. Let me finish my point. Let me finish oh, my point. this is what I was afraid of. <laughs> <laughs> let look, me finish my point. Queen this is serious. A, this is a heavy metal podcast. No, it isn't. We're not here to finish our points. It's not an exam. She keeps them away, Chandon, yeah. in, in a, a pretty cabinet, cabinet just like it. A, There's a question on Pointless. and Kennedy. Now, you didn't get that in a Black Sabbath You didn't. Did you? you didn't. Oh, there was, there was a question on Pointless, the TV oh, yeah, show. The, 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 the I've never seen. Yeah. You've never seen. Because in the day, and I work. I don't yeah, yeah. You have your tea and yeah. it's four o'clock. I'll I'm told you, I'm off. done. If pointless I, is I'm on. I'm back from Roger Taylor's. <laughs> I'm done, mate. Um, <laughs> yeah, go and on. It, uh, it, and it was, name any word of more than seven letters in Killer Queen. Ooh. And obviously the objective of the pointless television show is to come up with an answer no one else does. And I think have, if you got that far down into the song, because everyone remembers the first verse, so things like Shandon and Cabinet were all coming what up. What about Khrushchev? Yeah, but Khrushchev, I mean, there you go. You know, I know me queen. One. But that, for me, uh, because I was that teenage boy buying those records, the first album with Keep Yourself Alive, yeah. they showed that clip on the old Grey Whistle test. Mm. Which in those days, which you were bring... allowed to stay up for. Exactly. Yeah. There was Top of the Pops for all the you know, singles and the chart stuff. And then there was the... The old grey whistle test yeah. presented by Bob Harris. Yeah. used to be called Whispering, Whispering Bob. Bob. Whispering Bob lives up the road, by the way. Does he? He does. Um, and uh, they showed a, a clip, a film clip of Keep Yourself Alive. Right. Almost unheard of in the early 70s. Wasn't a hit, but that was like, I thought, wow, what a great rock band, rock song. And the second album, Seven Seas of Rye. Yeah. Again. What a song. I mean, Seven Seas of Rye. Where are the seven seas of rye? You know, it's just like it gets you thinking, doesn't it? It, gets, it makes you think. Yeah. It made me think. Yeah. Making me think now. Well, it made me think of rye on the Kent coast, but obviously I didn't mean that. It's funny you should say that because at the West very Sussex. end of Seven Seas of Rye, if you go to the very end of the track and it fades out, it fades in with, oh, we do like to be beside the seaside. In West Sussex. Yeah. And they did do a track called Brighton Rock. They did. Well. Brighton Rock is where, is on Live Killers, where, where, Brian. Brian May goes full out and he starts doing all the sound effects like and it's all the echo for the first time. Imagine being at that, like hearing that for the first time. Wow, it's out those speakers, then it's those speakers, and he's like and then Freddie comes back on with the old the bit about the promenade, you know. What really is this good. thing you call stereo? Yeah, what is this stereo thing? This mysterious... Yeah. Because Brian May's madness. like a scientist, isn't he? You know, mm -hmm. he knew all that. Stuff. Which is the other interesting thing about Queen is that 
you know, you were saying there, there is this relationship. Brian and Freddie is you know, it's very much along those guitarist singer relationships. But this one's completely different. It's a it's a meeting of minds in a different way, isn't it? Because Brian, mm-hmm. and again, what it, what he's probably had plenty of, of stick for over the years is he's a sort of serious minded guy. You he know, is, I mean, yeah. and absolutely nothing wrong with that. But he's very clever. You know, he's has his pursuits which are complete which have nothing to do with rock music you know well, isn't he, he's actually dr brian he's may, dr he? brian may he which i think is in astrophysics yeah. um he was a great friend of patrick moore the the sky at night he, guy well, he appeared on the sky yeah exactly night. yeah i mean for, you know for those of you that aren't you know gifted yeah haven't been gifted a gifted, life gifted <laughs> haven't been gifted <laughs> the <laughs> gift of long life like yeah. mick wall <laughs> it was a, there used to be a tv show in england it used to come on really I don't remember it. I, don't no, remember I read it. about it, you know. Yeah. Um, Sir Patrick Moore, who was this... You'd never get him on TV now, but he was this bizarre English he was boffin. Just, he was just an eccentric, wasn't he? He was a, an eccentric of the kind he used you don't to wear really a monocle. get. He wore a monocle. He used to wear a monocle yeah. and he used to talk rather but, like yeah, this. Yeah, and if you yeah. look at the sky today, yeah. and if you look at Jupiter, and, uh, and he was... Shut up! Have a fucking drink, the mate, amazing, The other amazing thing about that show was it was on, it was on for five minutes... <laughs> But it was on for about 50 years yeah, 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 for five yeah. minutes. The show never went away. People were born, grew up and died, Di- yeah. and that show was yeah. still going. Yeah. I think you'll find a particularly interesting sky. This week, if you had the little monocle would go flying out. And he yeah. weighed about 30 stone. Yeah. He was about 400 yeah. pounds. In the, in, the end, in the end, they just had to film it in his garden because it was the only place he could get <laughs> And then Brian May was a guest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, you've got every major talk show in the land yeah. wanting to put him on. Yeah, and he goes, no, oh, no, I'll, I'll go in the sky at night. I'll go on the yeah. sky at night. Because <laughs> I like that. So, so yeah. Brian, <laughs> yeah. today we've got Brian. He's from the rock. John Hotton, if you're listening, a rock band called <laughs> Queen. Then, Brian, what have you got to tell us? And Brian had come on yeah. with a monocle. Yeah, and he'd go, but he'd, well, do, uh, you he'd do the skies. He knows all the... So, you know, he's a completely different kind of rock star, which is, is great. And, and I have so to say, Freddie. the one time that I, that I ever interviewed him, and it was quite... A, it was the day after the Roger Taylor thing. Because oh. it was about Queen too. It was but, your week But of they Queen. said, I was supposed to go over to, to his house because Brian doesn't live that far from where I live either. Not that I live in the millionaire oh, yeah. oh, so, star. So hang on, let me be. So here's Roger's country mansion, Brian's, Brian's country, country mansion, and in the middle, equidistant between the two, in the middle is, is my you. non-country mansion. Yeah, well, you but, say but, that, but, but, but he, you know. uh, but he hadn't been very well, and uh, so he said, "Can we do it on the phone?" But he wanted to talk about Queen too, because the other thing about Brian is he's a great sort of curator and enthusiast for Queen, in the same way that Jimmy Page is yeah, for, uh, for, Zeppelin, yeah. for Zeppelin. You know. And he did this phone interview and he was lovely. And he said at the end, oh, I've just got to go because I've got the results of these tests coming. And he was lovely, really, really lovely. Gave me all, all his time, you know. And then hung up, said goodbye. And then the paper the next day, I, I read, um, Brian May is uh, given the cancer all clear. Oh, shit. And he was waiting for these tests to come back. And he still did the interview. Yeah. And, spoke, and I thought, you know what? That's, See, if that's that, not rock. Yeah. I mean, that... Actually, that is, yeah. yeah you yeah. should be ashamed. I hope I'm you not, feel ashamed. I'm not ashamed. You probably feel but bad just, now, don't no, you? No, I do feel you bad. Having feel bad. said that, having I feel bad that, for you. Having remembered that. So, lovely guy. But mm. I just think, you know, the thing with Queen is they just have such a, a long history post-Live Aid. And I think, although it's a quite a natural barrier to draw, that is when they began to change. 
if you remember Live Aid, they were the first band on the day to who, who sussed out, we've got 20 minutes, we're not just going to play three yeah. songs in a row yeah. that people know. We'll do a little medley, you know. Well, that was Queen. We're not yeah. just going to... That's what all the others are going to do. Yeah, we're going to do it. something different. But here's the other thing about Queen, uh, and I will tell you my own Brian May bits in a minute. Um, I, I was fortunate to... I mean, all of them. Not John. Uh, I mean, I met John to say hello. He he would not remember. I mean, I barely remember. I do, I, what was that guy? I saying? don't remember meeting him. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, they, yeah, all four of them. All four of them. Uh, and apart from the Beatles, your other favourite rock band. <laughs> they, they, apart from the Beatles. Um I think Queen, I'm probably wrong, I don't know, but I'm fairly sure Queen yeah. are the only uh, major... Yeah. Does, does it say on Google what you're going Well, to... we'll leave the readers to yeah, do all right, um, but readers. All four the readers. You poor, sad <laughs> old man. <laughs> you know this is a podcast, don't it's you? It's not a magazine interview. You know, you, you know that joke... I thought that... you typed it all up <laughs> afterwards. And then, and then you know, got ready for, what was it called? Tip Top, Breakpoint. What's it called? What are you talking about? They had a question on the show. Oh, pointless. Oh, pointless. Yeah. There you go. Um, anyway, so um, all four of them at a different stage in that career trajectory wrote, uh, and not in John Deacon's case, but definitely in Roger's case, all sang yeah. on huge hit records. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. So yeah. Brian May wrote a whole bunch of the um, hits that they had. Um, obviously, Freddie... But, you know, John Deacon wrote Another One Bites the Dust. Yeah. John Deacon wrote You're My Best Friend. Yeah. Roger Taylor wrote Radio Gaga. He did. And he wrote I'm In Love With My Car, which, which is, is a... For me, one of the yeah. worst tracks I've ever heard. But what? people love that track, don't they? I love that track. I'm In Love With My Car. Great song. Really? I'm in love with my car. Got a feel for my automobile. Oh. Great. He sings it as well. No, I know he sings yeah. it. Yeah. I, but... You know, Brian could also sing. I mean, do you remember when he did that solo single, Too Much Love Will Kill You? It sounded like Freddie. I thought that was Queen. I did. I no, thought that was, that was Brian Queen. May's solo Was song. it? Yeah. And Brian sang it. Too Much Love Will Kill You. Well, he sang it in the voice of Freddie. That's well, amazing. Uh, yes. Well, um, I don't think Brian you, would do I, I don't mean you've got the voice of Freddie. <laughs> no, I'm more Brian. <laughs> yeah, oh, I think so. You're yeah. more John. You're more Brian Hicks from up the road who runs the garage. <laughs> I'm more Brian down the pub on a Friday night. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Is this the real life? Yeah. Um, they all wrote and were all extremely accomplished. I mean, I, I, we've just mentioned a couple of songs, but they all of them contributed to a, a, a whole wealth of material. And um, I, I, again, I find that unique. I also find it, I do find it interesting, your pause when we talk about them as a rock band and you making a, a distinction between this time and that time. Robert Plant, and we're going back 20 years here, um, I, was, I was interviewing him for something or other and we were waiting around for them to set up and um, we were just chatting, and I don't know how, but the, the word queen came up, and you should have seen his face. He was like, it, I, I'm trying to think of a, a suitable comparison, but I guess it'd be like talking to Iron Maiden, Steve Harris, and saying, I don't know, did you hear the new Lady Gaga single or something? <laughs> or not even as good as that, you know, did you yeah. hear the new... Um, 
Yeah, whoever mm. the latest boy band is. I, I, yeah. I don't know what's going on in the yeah. world with you youngsters. Um, and he was just like, ugh, you know, like the most, the worst, most um, kind of, not false metal, but, you know, like well, false I think, flag. I, I think what he's going at there is that Queen did become... I, I won't, it's wrong to say nakedly commercial, but they were they were a commercial entity. You know, they wrote hit singles. They I, put out, you know, their biggest selling album, I think. And definitely. one of the biggest selling albums of all time is Queen's Greatest Hits. Well, it, it's now Greatest Hits Volume 1, Volume yeah, 2, Volume yeah, 3. And the yeah. first two volumes were massive. And here's where I'm going to meet you halfway, because... You know, you're talking about the early albums and that, and I'm going to fess up now. I, I've never heard a Queen album that I liked. I've heard many tracks that I loved, yeah. particularly the singles. But, I mean, Night at the Opera, to me there's at least two or three tracks on that. See, just I really rubbish. Like, see, I really liked Night at the Opera. It was but great. that wasn't a rock that's album. Got a, that's got a, I'm in love with my... What do you mean it wasn't a rock album? There's all kinds of... Give me your nonsense. Of course there, there, it was a there, rock there's album. There's all kinds of flimmy... F- Willy nilly, flimsy, flamsy rubbish on that. There's also the Prophet song. There's Bohemian Rhapsody. There's I'm in love with my exactly. car. Exactly. There are some apart from love with my car. There's some I'm great in love tracks. with my car. I mean, got a feel for, for my automobile. Got it's a grip on my hard racing robot. Yeah, I, I find it very sick. Roger was into cars, man. He's just letting you know that. So here's my Roger Taylor story. Okay, let's see the Roger Taylor About story. Eighty six, Marillion opened for Queen uh, uh, doing festival shows in Europe. And in 86, Marillion were really big in Europe, particularly Germany, because the Misplaced Childhood album and Kaylee and all that business. Um, And they had a very uh, big, strong European audience, but obviously not as big as Queen. And um, But Fish, who was the singer of Marillion at the time, the ultimate ligger, you know, you'd go out and fish in those days, and next thing you're hanging out with the singer from Spandau Ballet. Yeah, yeah. Next thing you're hanging out with, you know, whatever. And, um, of course, him and Roger became huge mates. Yeah, you can imagine that. Yeah. In the same way that Roger Taylor and, and Rick Parfit from Status Quo <laughs> are huge mates. Yeah. Is there a party after the show? <laughs> you know. Um, so cut to a few weeks later, back in London, and... Um, I go to a Magnum show, and Roger had just produced their album. Oh, he did, didn't he? He produced Vigilante. Yeah. See? Yeah. Rock star he's a rock, rock he, album. Yeah, yeah, he did, yeah. Vigilante. Vigilante man. Featuring Bob uh, the uh, Cat Bob on the vocals. Cat, Bob and, the Cat Catley. And Tony the Hat on guitar. Yeah. Cat vocals. Cat, hat guitar. Cat another, another yin-yang. There was, yeah. Sun, moon. Yeah. Light. Magpie. You're just, you're just not. Bob you're just, Catley, you're Bob just Cat- making fun now. See, aren't Bob you? Catley, born in Aldershot, he was on the because I was born in Aldershot. He, he was on the you? yeah. There was a list of um, you were born in Aldershot on Wikipedia. I wish I'd known that on Wikipedia. On Wikipedia. I may have discouraged you. On Wikipedia. More I don't know if it's still there. There was Wikipedia. a list. There was, there was a list. There was a list of notable people born in Aldershot, <laughs> and the hat was on there. Not the hat. The cat. Oh, sorry. The cat. The cat. It was the cat. It was that. Love um, cat. It was. Bob, if you're listening, I uh, love oh, you. Oh, oh, Ian McEwan, the novelist. Yeah. 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 And uh, Alex Reed, the. Um, Woman footballer? No. No. The one who was on Big Brother and went out with Katie Price 
and was a cage fighter. Oh, I vaguely Alex remember Alex Reed. Yeah, 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 vaguely remember yeah. him. Anyway, that's just a little interesting digression. Oh, definitely Roger's th- Roger's there with Magnum. He's produced Vigilante. Vigilante man. So they do the uh, Hammersmith uh, Odeon. Uh, we all go. Uh, uh, and there is a bit of a do afterwards. But then, you know, there's always the do afterwards. There. And then there's the real. Uh, but then there's the, the do real do. After the do. The do after the do for those who are still standing. And those who, you know, know yeah, somebody who knows yeah, yeah. somebody. Yeah. And I don't know anybody, but Fish did. So um, we're at the do, and the next thing, we're at the do after the do. And the do after the do was at Roger Taylor's London uh, pad, which yeah. is like in Sloan Square or something. Yeah. <laughs> and I swear to God, it had shag, white shag pile carpet. Yeah. But in my case, this would come up to my knee. Yeah, yeah. I mean, your case would be your ankle. Yeah. But in my yeah. case, I was practically wearing yeah. it around my fucking the, waist. Yeah, yeah. And um, now what must you not do with shag pile carpet? You mustn't put a cup on it or... No, or put your fag out on it or something. Yeah, yeah, don't put... No, well, <laughs> I don't think it has to be shag pile carpet <laughs> to put your... By the way, we don't. You'll notice we don't have any shag pile carpet. Yeah. So if you want to put a fag out yeah, on it, I, that's fine. Okay, no problem. I will. <laughs> no, don't put a drink because it will just topple over. Oh, so, of course, of course. Now at this point, I think it's fair to say that I may have had a very a small couple. sherry. Yes. Or yes. possibly on my second. Yes. And somebody handed me what I can only describe as a goblet of red wine. <laughs> And so what did I oh, do? Oh, what's going to happen? It's like, it's, like a, it's like Mrs. Brown's boys. What could possibly happen next? <laughs> Mrs. Brown's boys? Well, I don't know. We're I was just trying, I was just trying, to, I was just trying to think of the most... Insight. I was just trying to think of the most predictable sitcom I could think of. That you watch regularly. <laughs> um, so here's you living in your mansion between Brian between May Brian. I like and to think Roger I have, Taylor. To the left Pointless I have Brian. Yeah, it's like black side, it's like boy. black side and white side. To the left I have Brian. To the right I have Roger. And in the middle you've got Mrs. Brown. I, I can honestly get say it, that. I've get never it, white, seen, black, brown. Yeah, uh, very good. I've, I haven't seen it, but I just want to get across the point of like, okay, I'll say Terry in June. Oh, Terry in June. Oh, the sort of sitcom where the joke... <laughs> You look towards the horizon and you see the joke approaching. <laughs> you see Mick the joke Wall. approaching as you as you see that it's yeah. on later. Yeah. The show's yeah. on later. Yeah. I already feel the joke coming. Yeah, exactly. Mick Wall up to his waist in a shag pile car. <laughs> Puts down a goblet. Holding of red wine. a goblet of red wine, which is probably full to the very brim. It was you know, full to the full very to the brim. brim. Fish has given it to him. The height differential between <laughs> Fish and Mick Wall is <laughs> You could fit two men in well, that Well, again, gap. that was sort of yin-yang because yeah. he was six foot five. At least. And I was... No, he was six, he was six foot five. In those And days. I was five foot six. Oh, it was a little reversal. Kind of, it was kind of like we yeah. were like mirror images. Yeah. yeah. We were like mirror images yeah. at one of those fun fairs you where both, the mirrors... You both had a mullet. I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have the makeup as well? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I thought so. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I never used to leave the house without makeup and a headband. <laughs> to be honest... I'm still that way. You know, yeah, yeah. You won't have noticed in the last year because, you know, we haven't been able to go anywhere. But, you know, when I'm out on the town, you know, when I'm out... Yeah, you're out. I'm out. You're out. I'm yeah. out, out. But anyway, you've got the goblet So I've got the fish. goblet of red wine. I put it... It's literally oh, handy. I seem to have a memory. I'm on a couch. I'm on a white couch in this white flat full of lots of people. 
and I get given the glass, and I think they were actually, you know, putting the red wine in as I'm holding the goblet. And I think I probably said, what's that? Fucking half a glass? Come on. What the yeah, fuck? Because yeah, yeah. unless it's spilling over yeah, the side. Yeah. I don't consider oh, that a glass. tide's glo- gone out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, tide's gone out? Yeah. What the fuck? So they filled it up. My hand a bit shaking at this point. <laughs> And I literally, I took, went from that to, I'm on the couch, right? So I just put it down on the floor. Right. On the, of course you were, of course you did. And it literally didn't even like kind of sit there nicely. Yeah. Like you kind of go, yeah, that's fine, I'll leave it. It was like, I just put it down, took my hand off, and it literally just went, ka-chunk. Yeah. Red lake yeah. over the white. <laughs> and Roger happens to be standing right next to me at this yeah. point. And I was like, oh, yeah. Sorry, mate. Sorry, man, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's what you would have done. Actually, you call him man, wouldn't you? Just like, just try and get across. Oh, sorry, man. Like, sorry, man. Just, I, I'm this could, this could have happened anyway. It could have happened to anybody that, yeah. you know, is out of their fucking yeah. mind, okay? Could have just, yeah. could have been anybody here that is out of control. Yeah. You know, it just happens yeah. to be me. Yeah. And I honestly expected him to go, ah, don't even worry about it. I'll yeah. get a slave to fix it later. He was like, what have you done to my carpet? Yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, everybody what? out now. <laughs> Nobody leaves this room yeah. until we find Roger's glove. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, he was, he was, uh, he was upset. He man. was, he was not happy. Yeah. See that reminds. Do you remember the uh, the hit rock group Nelson? I do. Which, which was made up. They were your favourites. They for were a long my favourites, weren't they? Matthew and Gunnar Nelson, who were twins, the Timothy twins, they were nicknamed. Except they both, for when you walked they, in the room, then it was more like triplets, Trinity. Wasn't it? Yeah, because they, 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 like they had that. long, ravishing blonde hair, and they were both very handsome. Yeah, and they made a apart they, from the hair and the handsome. Yeah, I, mean, that they, I was you. exactly like them. They made a very famous trip to the Kerrang office when the office was at the, in the Daily Express building. Oh, really? They came in to review the singles, and they had this big, they had this big hit at the time, which was "Love and Affection." You know, I can't live without your love and affection. I can't face another night on my But, but they were, in a weird way, they were sort of rock royalty because their dad was Ricky Nelson, who'd been a big uh, in the fifty late, 50s, late 50s. fifties. So they'd grown up in Hollywood, and I. Their mum, I think, was an actress, and Ricky Nelson. They they they'd grown up living the Hollywood life, you know. They, they were Hollywood royalty. Yeah, they're Hollywood royalty. They, you know, they they'd been pampered their whole lives, and they looked like it. But they were lovely. They came into Kerrang to review the singles, and they bought their guitars because. Uh, but they did it in a, in the right way, you know. They did it in the right. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Hang on. They did it in the right yeah, they did way. It, they did, what uh, way is that then? Well, they, in a kind of knowing way. They kind of. And they, we brought yeah, guitars. We brought the guitars. Don't read into it. Yeah, that anything. So of course, you know, everyone's going, Oh, come on, go on, get do it, do the song, you know. Do it, do it, so do they it, get do they it. get the guitars out. And they did love and fit. and it, honestly, even sounds who were next door, and obviously you imagine how much sounds loved Nelson. Yeah, sounds were like rock mm. is dead. Yeah. Kerrang was like right. rock is everything. Yeah, exactly. And and like bring in Matthew and Gunnar to review this, you know. <laughs> they come in. <laughs> They kind of, and they, they they do the singles great and they're funny and they you know all of it and uh, and they do love and affection you know I can't live without you yeah, and I think they even did a sing along and I think people probably even sang along it was that that good any tears yeah. any tears only from Alison Joy who was weeping tears of joy at seeing her oh, heroes very good. Very yeah good. Um, but uh, I remember after we were just sort of chatting afterwards and they either their album or they knew they were. Roy Thomas Baker, the producer. Famous Queen producer. Yeah, who had produced Queen. And um, 
they knew him so well, they said, we call him Uncle Roy, right? Because they, <laughs> they grew up knowing him. Because Roy Thomas Baker, I think, also lived in Hollywood and sort of had this famous house with a, a, a glass piano and stuff, you know. Like, love they're, it, love They're it. telling all these stories about Uncle Roy, you know. And then uh, they said, oh, yeah, Uncle Roy told us all about... We're talking about Queen for some reason. Uncle Roy told us all about recording Bohemian Rhapsody, you know. <laughs> and he said the... the uh, the tape, because back in the day, you actually had to do it on real yeah, actual tape. And they passed it through the, the tape machine so many times it become it was almost falling apart because it had all those multi-tracked vocals yeah, on it. Apparently there. you could see through Yeah, it. yeah. So they're t- telling all these stories. And then he said, uh, and uh, he said, yeah, we ran into, uh, I can't remember, if, and I don't want to say the wrong member of Queen, so I will say they ran into a member of Queen, Matthew and Gunnar. Because we are sticklers for accuracy. We're sticklers for accuracy. They're saying, oh, yeah, it must have been a right laugh recording that Bohemian Rhapsody. You know, like, okay, and he said, like, that it was like Roger and your glass of wine. It was just like, no. No. It wasn't funny. No, it wasn't, it wasn't funny, funny at all. No. It wasn't funny at all. Yeah, the, the, they were like, oh, okay. The, <laughs> the other story about that, there are many stories about that. And the other one is uh, apparently the tape was so thin at this point that Roy Thomas Baker is going, Freddie, we must be done by now. And apparently Freddie's at the piano going, just a few more Bismillahs. <laughs> just See, a few I can t- more I can tell you, the, the mem- Yeah, the member of Queen they were talking to wasn't Freddie, I can no, tell you I that. Because he, he would have gone, that was a right laugh, you know. A couple of my Brian en- encounters. Did you know Brian these days calls me Honest Mick Wall? <laughs> Even on his website, if is you find my way, honest Mick Is that in the same way you go past a garage and have your car repaired? It's called like <laughs> Honest Bob's Garage. <laughs> and he'll do you an oh, MOT. No, no. Oh, no, I'm upset now. Are you saying it, it, it's a kind of ironic What statement? did you say that was so honest to Brian? No, what he said was um, that I'm the only journalist that ever quoted him accurately. Oh, oh he obviously didn't read my piece then. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, he did. I mean, he did. In fact, yeah, he, he, did. he was a he bit did. like Axel. I got a phone call from yeah. Brian at about 1 a.m. saying, I'm just so, reading this oh, yeah, shit so, I in thought, Quran. I thought it was supposed to be about Queen 2. Yeah, yeah, instead, he just has not quoted yeah. me accurately. I said, That's John. He did the same yeah. to Vince Neil. Yeah, and started to Brian fire. was like, Do you know Vince Neil? I said, Yeah, First time I ever met Brian was at Rock in Rio in January 85. And I'd never met him before, and um, we're all staying at the same hotel. But, of course, Brian and the other guys in Queen are staying on, like, the secret hotel floor. You, yeah. whether, I don't know if fans know this, but in those real luxury hotels, like the five, the five and six-star hotels, there is, you know, you go in the lift and it'll be, like, up to the tenth yeah. floor. Trust me, yeah. there's There's more, more floors. Uh, and you just press a special thing and up you go. Or you have so, your own lift sometimes. This was actually, yeah, actually, you're right. This was their own lift, and but it went to floors that you didn't know were there. And they had uh, taken over an entire floor. And Brian had his first wife with him, and the kids that were little. And in his suite, it was it was literally like um, they'd like I don't want to say nappies, but it was like they had children's clothes hanging up where they'd been washed on the line and on the balcony. And I may have got that wrong, but that's my memory. And uh, we were taken up by this very fucking heavy security guy. You, Mick. And, and Ross was with me because he was doing pictures. <laughs> you, Mick and Ross. I was like, yes, yes. Yeah. Ross was like, Ooh. Ross was very nervous. This is in the days and he's still got nervous. Yeah. That's how long ago this was. And um, 
Actually, it's quite funny because Ross was very nervous. He's not like that now. We're going back 35 yeah, years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As we're walking in the room, Ross is already talking. <laughs> and his way to break the ice was to go, do you like the ooh? Yeah. <laughs> and Brian's like, well, I quite yeah. like it. He goes, do you want some bootlegs? <laughs> okay, Ross, shut up about the bootlegs. <laughs> but anyway... Ross kind of totally breaks the ice because he's on Brian like a fucking cheap suit. Yeah, yeah. Where I'm just sort of hanging back. Yeah, yeah. But finally we sit down to do the interview and Brian is so quiet and so serious and he was not comfortable. So I don't know if he was having a bad day or that thing, you know, where someone turns up, yeah. you know, and the, well, the kids yeah, are d- little. Yeah, shall I drop round? Yeah, no, no, don't yeah. drop no, round. Don't fuck yeah, it. Yeah. No, shall I drop? No. No, yeah. Especially now when Shall the I ring are... ahead? No, yeah, yeah. I've blocked you. Yeah. Don't even try. <laughs> so I'm sat there trying to talk to him about fuck knows what. And I remember coming away thinking, God, he's a bit uptight, really. Yeah. And then, um, and then uh, within a couple of years, um, Kerrang in those days, we've mentioned before, but in the mid-'80s, particularly in the late-'80s, um, if there was a gig on, we would all go. Yeah, everyone went, that's right. And, and this was partly... Dante would organise it. Yeah, the, the guest would you, would you like to be a Kerrang guest the, the first time he did it to me, I thought, he re, I, I only just started there and it really kindly rang me at home and he said, uh, would, you, would, you, would you like to come and see White Lion? <laughs> and I said, oh, yeah, all right. <laughs> but I thought he just meant like me and him and I thought, oh, I don't know him Oh, very no, well, there's a, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but no, got then. Obviously, like everyone was there and it was really kind of him to invite me. Just yeah. put you on the list. Put me on the list, yeah. Well, in those days, there would be a guest list and a Kerrang list. But also because, uh, unless it was Queen, yeah. um, almost no one from the music press wanted to go and <laughs> yeah, see yeah. Iron Maiden or whoever it might <laughs> yeah, be. Yeah. First time he did it tomorrow, Dante has more of a voice like that. Yeah. He used to have very long hair and he would twirl. With his finger, yeah. and then he's up me. I went, oh hello Dante, it's Dante. <laughs> I went, oh yes, hello Dante. Would you like to come and see Manowar? <laughs> and I'm like, I'm already there, mate. I'm like, I'm way ahead of you. Yeah. Me and Joey DeMeo, we yeah. go back, and, yeah. and we do. Yeah, that's, that's for another. That's time. for another time. That's another scintillating story that yeah. you must wait but for, y- that we will tell a few times. Yeah. Um, Brian May would be at everything. Yeah, yeah, he did big ligger. Yeah. See, well, not ligger, but he he was a genuine fan of rock music. He was yeah. a genuine fan of rock music. You go to Def Leppard or Iron Maiden or whoever it was. Do you know what? Do you know the last gig Marillion. I saw? Do you know the last gig I saw him at? Black Sabbath. There you go. Yeah, I'm surprised he wasn't in Black Sabbath. Well, at he probably point. got up there if he could have done. Probably um, knows how to play it. But, and at this point, I was—I don't know if I ever mentioned to you—but in the mid to late '80s, I used to do a weekly. Uh, TV TV show called The Monsters of Rock. Did I ever tell you that? No, I don't no, know. You know you've never been YouTube on the television. No, 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 no. How excellent and exciting. I'll go straight up. <laughs> so what used to happen was no nobody used to see the show in Britain because you had to have this yeah. 2000 yeah. <laughs> dish that cost a million yeah. pounds to buy, yeah. except really rich rock stars. Yeah. So like, that's how I met Jimmy Page. He used to watch the show. Right, yeah. Brian used to watch the show. And I'm at backstage at, the, we'll say, Def Leppard. And I get a tap on the show. It's Brian May. Yeah. And he's like, hello, Mick, how are you? And I'm thinking, he remembers me from Rock in Rio. And, of course, mm. he didn't it was just the TV. TV, yeah, yeah. But I tell you what, he was the nicest. Very, extremely very nice man. Brian. Genuine. Yes. Honest. Yes. And here's the other part. You mentioned Anita Dobson, who is... is he's, the, he's current wife. The yeah, current yeah. Mrs. Who, if you, don't, if, you, again, if you don't live in England, is a very famous actress. 
she was a huge yeah. soap star here yeah. in the yeah. late 80s and yes. so forth. And um, he was at the, the Def Leppard party when they when the Hysteria album came out. They did the Hammersmith Odeon. And there was this huge party afterwards. And literally everybody is there, including Brian May and Anita. And you know these things, do you remember these things, John, you know, about into the second hour I, of the I, I wouldn't, I was a serious critic, I wouldn't. In case you were my home opi- watching Mrs. It, yeah, Brown's yeah, yeah. Boys. In case you? my opinion was swayed by the fact they gave me free drink and <laughs> presents and things. No way would I. Yeah, you see, I, I allowed the yeah, free yeah. drinks because I didn't want to cause offence. Yeah, yes. But I w- was always absolutely yeah, you, you, clear. You, you and Ross were known for never causing offence. No, no. <laughs> Not after we've been flown first class yeah, to LA, yeah. obviously. Um, and I remember the, the goss at the party. I, disclaimer here, I have no idea if this is true. Mm. No offence intended. <laughs> the goss at the party was that Brian and Anita were in the bogs shaggy. Right. I'm just putting that out there. <laughs> so what I'm saying, I'm saying is, is, yes, he was very... It could be very intense and serious... But Brian May is a fucking rock and roller yeah. through and through. Oh yeah, yeah. Great artist, great man. Great e- even clocks. even during the the course of this podcast, I have changed my mind. I hope you have, young man. I have. Let so, this be a lesson to you. Yes. Never again shall I. Okay. Right. Top three greatest Queen tracks of all time. Go. Ooh, okay. Um, Go. All right. Slow down. You okay? Brighton Rock. Um, Go on. Uh, I'm like. <laughs> I'm in love with my <laughs> no, fuck no, 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 no. Brighton Rock, uh, March of Black Queen. Um, I don't know what. Uh, you can't name three. Well, no, Queen. I can. I'm, I, can, I can think of too many. That's what I'm thinking. Well, just grab one. Uh, pick uh, one. Um, Say I'm in love with my car. Go I'm in love with my car. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I, I, I can't name just three. No, but so that's I'm what I was saying. Th- I had loads in my head that I could Did have said. Did you, though? Yeah, the prophet song. That is a lot good. of hesitancy. Oh, listen to the man, listen to the wise man, see he said. That was great, the prophet song. <laughs> okay, I, 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 um, I can't, I, I, I literally cannot name three. Tie your mother down. Yeah. Time of bicycle, bicycle. I want to ride my bicycle. But then it goes into that great bicycle races are coming today. So forget all your duties. Oh yeah, fat bottom girls. But that and there's that uh, fat is, bottom girls. Yeah. that's my one of my all time. That is a great quote. Yeah, that is fat a, bottom girls. They make, make the, the rocking world go, go round. I was just a skinny lad. Didn't know no good from bad. That was great. See. Yeah. See, you are a bigger Queen or a rock I, band I, fan than me. I am, me. I am. I'm I also am. very... Can I just say very... No, I, no, I know I've we're playing... I've, I've, I've done my songs. Oh, I thought you did them. No, Sorry. what did I on, do? Like you did Tie Your Mother I, Down. Yeah, no, 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 you did Tie girls. Your Mother Down. No, I did Fat Bottom Okay, girls. go on, Fat Bottom Girls. Plus yeah, yeah. We will. Yeah, I know what it is. Yeah. We will rock you. I must say the... Bit ver- of a clue there in the title, John. but I did like they... Obviously, Live Killers starts with the... Fa- the, the fa- is that the only Queen album? It's you my bought? favourite Queen album by a long track. It's the one I've played the most. By it's mind. kind of like a gra- it's and like it's another sta- greatest it hits, but and it's got it, a- and it starts with the fast version of "We Will Rock You." 
know, they do a fast version. And then at the end, they come back on and they do the slow version. Wow. I'll tell you another one that I loved as a kid and I I feel has never been given its due. Uh, uh, It begins with Brian. And Brian wrote this one. Now I'm here. Oh, yes, yes. And there's, an, again, yeah, tremendous version of that on Live Killers. That is one of his great live set pieces. A baby I was when I took your hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you took my hand. Yeah. Whatever. It's almost like the it's almost like the final section of Bohemian Rhapsody when that riff comes in. Oh, yeah. You could say Iron Maiden built their whole career yeah. around but that what, final sixty but, seconds of yeah. Bohemian. But what I was going to say very quickly before we close was that thing about them being progressive. They tapped into that with Fat Bottom Girls and things like that. That sort of vaudeville. Britishness, Englishness, which the Beatles did as yeah, but they, well, but also Genesis did, and yeah, that you yeah. know that oh, kind yeah, of no, notions of Englishness and what it was, and that's a very Victorian Lewis Carroll coming out of that age, the Edwardian, you know, time, time and place. I'm thinking so I think, of yeah. selling England by the pound. Yeah, selling England by the and also nursery crime and foxtrot, and the, you know, the, for everything from the artwork to songs like Harold the Barrel, which were very kind of offbeat and weird songs, you know. Um, so yeah, yeah, I think uh, you know, Return of the Giant Hogweed was another one that fit into that category. And so you see, once we have diagnosed the problem, we are able to affect a cure. Do you feel better now? Let me just check your name. John Hotton. I feel much better, thank you, Doctor. Good. And I hope those of you listening at home or reading will have enjoyed it just as much. And goodbye for now. Goodbye. If you liked this episode, be sure to leave us a review, share it with a friend, or plain old subscribe wherever you happen to listen to it. For full episode show notes, visit nofilter.media forward slash get your rocks off. This has been a No Filter Media production. Say what you want.